And welcome into a new episode of American Ag Today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm your host, Jesse Allen, as we're broadcasting live for this episode from Dakota Fest in Mitchell, South Dakota. Right now, we want to talk about the markets and some of the volatility we've been seeing here this week. Joining us now, Ross Nadwick with Van On and Company is here with us today. Ross, thanks so much for joining us here on the program. Thanks, Jesse. Well, let's dive in. You know, I talk volatility in the markets. We <laughs> seeing that again on Tuesday. Uh, another pretty risk-off day in the markets. Uh, really, everywhere you turn, grains, livestock, energy, stock market. A lot of red seen on the screen. We're we're testing or breaking through some pretty key support levels in the grains. But just thinking about. All this volatility we've seen in the markets, uh, you know, we've had rallies and then we've sold them off. We've had rallies, we sold them off, and um, we're seeing that once again here mid-August, Ross. Yeah, again, that the key point here is it is August. You know, seasonally, this is just a, a very weak time frame for for the grain complex, you know, generally overall. So we want to keep that in back of our mind here too. But you know, crop conditions this morning having increased so much, uh, specifically five percent in beans. Yeah. Um, really, really surprised the market, I think, a little bit. Um, at the same time, if you're under all those rain clouds, it, it shouldn't have been a shocker. So what was really, you know, bringing back the volatility, how we started out this year so dry in so many regions. And, and even from the road, things looking so tough early on for so many. Crop conditions were coming out very low ratings. So now we're making up for that. Uh, we've seen these improvements. What's going to be really key, though, is getting into those fields and seeing what's inside those outside rows. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's very, very true. I've done the windshield test. I've seen a lot of the Corn Belt here over the last month. And, you know, you, you drive by something at 70 miles an hour and you might see, okay, yeah, it doesn't look too bad. Some of this recent rain helped green things up. But to your point, getting inside the field and really seeing what is in there is going to be a big key. And I've, I've heard all ends of the spectrum here from producers this growing season. I've heard some folks say, hey, you know what, I'm happy with my crop. I've done some forward marketing. I protected my downside. Then I have other folks who said, well, I'm chopping corn for silage at this point. It's really a lot of variability this year, Ross. Oh, for sure. And if you were under the, one of those uh, areas that just wasn't catching the rain, the confidence level to be marketing crop earlier on is, is very difficult. Yeah. Uh, so you're taking some chance there as well. But um, yeah, looking forward. I mean, you know, based, coming at back to that crop report we had last week, uh, that really gave us some more direction. Um, I guess the way I'd look at it is kind of favorable toward the side of, I like to see the reduced yield with corn and beans there and that actually yeah. being acknowledged yeah. finally. And at the same time, we also have uh, demand that they've pulled down some, which we knew has been dragging. So um, now that they've actually got that in print, I think it gives us something to work with when that new story comes. And hopefully that's demand because that's really what we need moving forward. And glad you brought up demand because we just don't have it right now for U.S. commodities, it feels like. You know, we, we hear good reports on the beef side and the pork side for exports. But when it comes to grains, corn, beans, wheat, uh, we have so much competition from South America. China's not necessarily buying from the U.S. So they've started to step in and buy new crop beans here recently. But our demand picture is just ugly. And that's something that I think, to your point, we really got to drive home for folks is that until we see demand pick up, we're either going to see this volatility in the markets continue when it comes to all the different news headlines or we're going to see lower prices. Because at the end of the day, what's the old saying I always hear? You know, what's it take to get demand? Lower prices. Lower prices. Yep. And we should be working in that direction right now. Hopefully that comes. We, don't, we do know there's a lot of energy just looking for that break right now. Just as important. So yep. 
hopefully that uh, this has given that opportunity too to keep this demand structure built up strong in the U.S. Another aspect too I want to ask you about is fertilizer prices. You know, thinking about our, our producers looking at marketing things and looking at their break evens and their bottom line, and you know maybe with this recent, you know, this growing season, maybe last fall they bought high priced fertilizer. So there's a lot of managing there, but where do things stand right now with fertilizer prices? I know we've seen things come down, haven't we, Ross? Oh, dramatically, and you know it's kind of fun to watch the urea board uh, based off the Gulf price and how dramatically that fell from last year, and, and watching that uh, do a little reversal here about a month, month and a half ago, pick up some steam, and now that's coming back down. But I do think you know, now is still a great time to to be looking at securing that P and K, get the fall fertilizer um, plan in, in motion, mm-hmm. and with urea, maybe just give it a few. Give it a few weeks here, see how much we pull back here, and see if, we, if that uh, pullback can eventually come back to the cash market. We can purchase some of that year a little cheaper. But overall, I mean, with the Russia war going on, it's, that volatility is going to remain. Well, I think about this, though, is that if you can secure some of that P&K and some of those fall needs now, and you see where things are on the board for, you know, say, the 24 crop, if anything, if you can pencil it out, and I think this is so important, we talk about it a lot on the show, is that if you can pencil it out for your operation, it works, it makes sense, and you can at least maybe protect a little bit of that investment going into next year. That's something to think about as well as you look at your overall marketing plan, right? Uh, that's a really good point you brought up there. I mean, it's, so from securing the inputs to a certain level, I think it's really important to take a look at matching that with that marketing or sales for 2024 crop. Um, you know, the the margin that's been offered in 24 crop with today's inputs hasn't been that bad. It's mm-hmm. Some of that slipped away from the market here in recent weeks, but I mean, it's it's really offered some good opportunities. Because it feels like at this point, you know, we, we kind of see where this market's going to be at, I think, for the next at least week, few weeks, month or so ahead, unless there's some black swan event that comes in here to grains. I, I just feel like we're, we've kind of found our, our price level maybe even slip lower, it just feels like at this point here, Ross. It does, yeah. It's defend. If we get a recovery, anything at all, uh, you know, say 5.30 December corn or get the uh, 1360 November beans. Uh, you know, it's going to take a story to get to even do that right now, but uh, we'd view that as an opportunity. Yeah, definitely. We're talking with Ross Nadwick with Van On and Company here today on Market Talk. Ross, let's switch over to the livestock sector. I want to ask you, uh, cattle, I mean, this cattle market, you look at the sale barns, we've had just record numbers. It's been hot. It's been for hot for months, but then it just feels like here you look at the board, you look at fats and feeders the last month or so really haven't moved a whole lot it just feels like this market has turned choppy and sideways in in a hurry ross you know this august is tough for grains but it's also usually tough for cattle and hogs so you know it's some it's tough to get those buyers in their momentum from the investment um side of the equation but right now we have the cash market that's still plenty hot I, i would say even the numbers the weights are down um there's nothing changing there so we still have that fundamental support in cattle so no reason to really break. Um, at the same time, we're seeing outside market pressure. Um, we're watching the outside, the indices right now breaking yeah. down pretty sharp on the day. That's got an emotional play on the cattle market. Everybody's concerned about demand long-term for beef um, because we're at these price levels. Uh, hog market last couple weeks, or last week now, really kind of t- took a nosedive. And that's direct competition as well at retail. Yeah, and you think about that relationship between not only cattle and hogs themselves there in that competition, but as you mentioned, the stock market too, and and the outside markets. It just it's been interesting to watch that correlation, especially this year. You know, if you have a rough down day in the Dow and the Nasdaq and the S and P, typically that means 
cattle market's going lower too. It's been interesting to watch that correlation between the two. Yeah, and it doesn't have to have a direct impact. We like to talk about a lot, but that's more about the consumer demand factor. Well, that's Ross Nadwick with Van Anna Company. That's all the time we have for American Ag today, produced by the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen, wishing you a great rest of your day.